Well, the years start coming and they don't stop 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 I'm Will, and joining me as always is my good buddy and co-host, Matt. Matt, how you Hello. doing? Hello. I'm good, Will. How are you? Pretty good. Unfortunately, we do not have our third guest, uh, Chris. He is not able to come in this month, but we are joined by two special guests. Uh, so this is our designated sibling episode. I felt like, because the movie is so much about family and siblings mm-hmm. with Conrad and Sally, we wanted to have our own siblings on. So uh, joining me to my right is my brother, Nate. Hey, Nate. Hello, Will. Hello, Matt and Joe. <laughs> Hi, Nate. Uh, how are you doing, Nat? Nate? Sorry. <laughs> doing excellent. Glad to be uh, back in home for the holidays, uh, family time, and what better to spend a, a break than the cat in the hat? Yeah, this is your first podcast. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever been a podcast. I'm a big fan of the medium. I oh. enjoy listening, but I've never been invited on one because I have nothing to contribute other than <laughs> well, cat in the hat takes. Yeah, there you go. There you go, and uh matt do you want to introduce your brother sure yeah uh joining us also via skype uh is my brother my little brother joe hello (laughs) joe has has your holiday going it's thanksgiving for anyone listening in the future yes it is good i uh am the only seraphini child home uh for the holiday so that's upsetting but nonetheless good to be home and Good to be with the parents and in the area. Well, that's good. Glad to hear <laughs> things are going well. Uh, so we watched this movie again. Uh, Will and I for the eleventh time this year. Nate and Joe, I assume for the first. Joe, I think this is your first time watching this since we were kids, right? Probably, yeah. I would say and yes. P- people Ditto. who it all came back heard... though so quick. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Um, for people who listened to the earlier episodes this year may remember me talking about that, uh, I watched this movie a lot whenever I was a kid, uh, and Joe was with me for a lot of those viewings. So, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Well, I wanted to make sure that Joe came on as well because he was the guy who produced our lovely, um, Shrek, uh, Charlie Brown combination during our holiday special last year. So. Forgot. Yeah. Um, so I felt it was imperative to have him on as a guest. And why don't we start with you, Joe? Tell us your thoughts on the film. Oh my gosh. Just that broadly. (laughs) Yeah. Just whatever you thought. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it really, it was such a fascinating thing to watch by myself on Thanksgiving evening. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, um, I, it all came back to me and it was, it really is just such a fun movie. Um, but I, I was so curious after I turned it off to see what people said about it, like critically, and I yeah. was surprised to see <laughs> how much people hated it. Yeah, it has um, like because uh, personally, I love it, yeah. and I had a great time. Um, but I really was—I thought it was so funny because I wonder how much of it was just Michael Myers improving, because it really is just all him being silly. Like, like mm-hmm. there's not really. Uh, much to the cat in the hat other than him just being insane. <laughs> a lot of riffing, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um but 
all in all, a very good time. Uh, very nice family story. Alec Baldwin sucks, but, you know. <laughs> His character, I mean. I like Alec Baldwin. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of Alec Baldwin as a person, so um, I'm kind of of the opinion that I'm glad that he got his comeuppance in the film. <laughs> so, uh, anything that stood out for you during this viewing in particular? Um, w- yes, actually. I was conf- I was wondering if there was any type of, like, comments at the time about how it's kind of, like, there are some racial yeah. problems. I had the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> about, with, with Mrs. Kwan... Yeah, poor Mrs. Kwan. Poor Mrs. Kwan. Yeah. And then, like, the, um, I don't even know what type of fighting was going on on the television screen, but, like... Taiwanese parliament. That was Taiwanese <laughs> yeah. uh, filibuster with emulating uh, Taekwondo, I believe. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they... It's, like, stock footage from uh, some type of Taiwanese government right. uh, situation. They add, like, kung fu noises, which makes it pretty... Uh, pretty racist right yeah that's what i was yeah. wondering but not, th- those are things that would have never uh no more big occurred to me at yeah. the time and also all the sexual innuendos that probably went right over my head as a child too yeah but yeah, like the mom in the centerfold yeah thing. yeah yeah i'd like to touch on both those points <laughs> perhaps we can start with the racism I was yeah. I was jotting some notes as we were progressing through the film, and of course that started with the Taiwanese filibuster and kung fu audio accompanying for Mrs. Kwan, uh, whom I assume we can infer is Taiwanese and thus invested in their government, but clearly viewed in a comedic light. We also yes. mock Latin American dancing, uh, the bullfighting of the Spanish yes. culture. Yes, and then. The I, I thought when they really focus on the magical box being made in the Philippines, to me felt a shot at these kids that are uh, having fun with the imaginary cat in freedom while kids in child labor made this box for them. We make fun of hippie animal activists. And then we just get real broad. I mean, Mrs. Kwan, aside from her racial uh, ethnicity... They they make fun of her clearly numerous times for being fat, and yeah. and then they make make fun of Sally just calling her a shrimp boat at one point, which well, is a pretty targeted insult at just uh, height. It it just she, gets more broad as we go. She's a kid. I, I I feel like that one's a little more. Yeah, I don't think that's really anything with. Uh... No. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I'll, I'll concede that. <laughs> The, the whole unnecessary scene where we make fun of rural white America by with the auto mechanic. Oh, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the southern stereotype. Will doesn't like the mechanic. Then, I think the mechanic's yeah, really I'm funny. not a fan. <laughs> uh, that's well, our biggest disagreement. I just don't stand that. I, that's, every time, like, I always dread it when it's going to come. And I'm like, oh, here's this guy again. Then we have the uh, just him putting on the dress and going, the cat that being, look, I'm a girl. Like, I guess it's yeah, yeah. polka dot dress is just, uh, I don't know if that's Mad Men level 1960s. Well, he's breaking uh, gender norms. Yeah. I guess. He also uh. dresses as a, a woman in. A woman, yeah. A woman and, and gropes a, himself earlier in the film. That's but, yeah, true, yes. Fun song. And then out of nowhere, he he picks up that piece of garden equipment and it is it, it, yeah. a dirty hoe. Just that, just. 
completely uh, well, not it, only I mean, a it, number it, of in the cat's defense nate the the hoe it is a hoe and it, it is, is a hoe. indeed dirty it is dirty <laughs> it's a literal uh interpretation of that phrase i guess so i guess offensive yeah. would be the word intentionally offensive is a personality trait of the cat that i was interested that they were so went out of their way in random spontaneous moments to include that's that's fair yeah i would agree uh, I think, Joe. and i think that yeah. was most of the critics responses too um was oh, really? that oh really well, i at least when i was looking it was like they really made him uh you know well however i can't even describe what you were saying but the the offensive <laughs> the offensiveness of the cat was very, not very necessary not it, it's like he could just be fun without being offensively fun it's kind of like they took the Austin Powers character and then just put him in like bad makeup <laughs> and like just tried to run it back for a kids movie and and didn't want to really like adjust. I mean, particularly yeah. when yeah. he gets the the hat erection. For I will the mother, say my favorite was part really of the when film. I was like, are, we, are we just? What I will say is my favorite remains my favorite part of the film <laughs> is the astounding uh, object or, or the cooking show. You know, with the oh, cupcakes. Yes. That's the best scene in the movie. <laughs> By far. Yeah, Joe and I used to quote that all the time. That I'll get you. I'll make it look like a bloody accident. <laughs> we had an interesting find during that scene that we were wondering if you guys thought much about this. We, of course, during the the course of the film, and we don't need to, to break these all down. It seems like you guys have touched on this in previous episodes that the... Uh, amount of product placement in the film and during the cooking show and the equipment being focused the cat leans down for an uncomfortable amount of times to expose the top of his hat which is shaped like a target uh logo yeah. oh, yes he and does. the rest of the film it is just plain red and it it was a a strange hidden i felt product placement in the film where does the cat have a Target logo on his head? Well, During the cookie he, scene. He's talking about when uh, he pulls out the Cupcakeinator. He like, bends down for a good amount of time, so it's only his hat being shown. Oh, like a hat? Sec- yeah, that's what he's referring to. Oh. I guess. I don't think Target had product placement on this movie, though. It is weird, though, that, like, I mean, considering that we got Universal Studios and Miller Lite and a Hummer. Is the Miller Lite and- one a real Shout out to Miller Lite. What was that, is Matt? That- is that actually Miller Lite and it's actually a product placement? I think it is. I mean, I, I didn't do like exact like Blade Runner enhance uh, right. search of it, but I'm pretty sure that's Miller Lite. If it's not, then it's like a susical version of Miller Lite, which I don't even know what that would be. Right. That's what I well, always thought it was, but I, I guess I'll have to check closer. What would be the susical Miller Lite, Matt? Uh, probably like Mol- Muller, Muller, no. Maller, uh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's fun for the kids. Just swap out the verb, <laughs> the, the vowel, I mean. Can, can we just take a moment there, just on that, what was just highlighted? It's something that I always find interesting when we do rewatches, and you can get a, a snapshot of culture at the time, mm-hmm. and we see that through the product placement, that Miller Lite is just as popular today as it was in 2003. <laughs> Hypothetically, <laughs> Target is the same way. Universal Studios, clearly just as popular. And then you've got... The Hummer 2 as the example of popular trendy cars. Yeah, and that was... the fall of grace for Hummers 
especially in the era of environmental consciousness, is just one of the amazing uh, short-lived cultural points. And it's nice in The Cat in the Hat that we can capture that briefly as a, a epitome of style yeah. and high-class car. We had a whole little thing last month about that I brought up that the Hummer being in this movie is like uh, it points to a cultural trend that eventually I believe led to Trump getting elected president. <laughs> that that is another thing I want to talk about is all the uh, design of the film was pretty spectacular. I was amazed at in like the first few minutes of the film, just the it's like a whole different world and all the colors yeah. and all the costumes mm-hmm. and the the way the neighborhood is set and i just yeah the, yeah, the production design of the movie is very very well done yeah i was i was very into that but um also i i also forgot how freaking weird thing one and thing two are in the language yeah, it's a thing thing <laughs> yeah it's our thing thing for this month yeah joe we do a thing every month where we talk about the things because i i don't like them either and uh, <laughs> you so, abhor them but i do <laughs> but i also do love them whenever they stop her and pull her over and they joke yeah. <laughs> talking about the mom yeah joking on the license yeah and then she's just there for like you can assume like twenty minutes. Yes. And she it just cuts this is back ridiculous. to her. Yeah. <laughs> it gets me every time when it cuts up. back to her and she's just like, This is ridiculous. I have to get home. Like Yeah. It doesn't even occur to her. She um I looked her up after the film too because I was like, Who is this actress? Why have I never seen her in anything else? But Kelly Preston. She is actually she's John Travolta's wife. John Travolta's yeah. Wife, that's yeah. right. Very good. Um can I give my thing thing while we're at the thing thing? Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, I noticed this time when the cat is talking to Conrad about the lock, which is directly after he's introduced the things, um, you can hear them in the background, and one of them says something about, we've settled our differences. And <laughs> I thought that was, kind of, that was kind of a funny little detail that I've never heard before. Like, just basically it says in nearly plain English, like, we've settled our differences. <laughs> I guess it's an afterthought to have their character development. <laughs> Very early on in the movie. Yeah. I have two thing things. Oh, okay. Wow. Is that allowed? Thing well, one. Yeah, and yeah thing I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. And I have a thing two. All right, there you go. My, my thing one is that I thought it s- semi interesting that when Alec Baldwin walks into the home and and in shock his response instead of oh my god is judas priest yep which i thought to be just an interesting reference that nobody would get but i guess is kind of a a shout out for the adults watching it i so i i mirrored it a little i just i gave a smirk to it and then i thought it totally lost my respect when he's falling out of the the warped house and he yells judas priest while he's falling i thought going for that joke twice was was too much so well he says it a few times and it's kind of like it's, yeah he's like judas what, priest all over the place yeah and that's what i i i had a note a couple months ago because i was like how stupid is it that they decided to give him a catchphrase in the phrase <laughs> judas priest I'm, I'm not gonna lie i didn't even notice that oh, it's really? a smaller detail yeah you know? can uh, i give my thing too yes your chocolate thunder my chuck my thing too is that when the the cat holds up milk 
at, at one point in the scene and makes a, a reference to milk being a bad choice as mm-hmm. a joke. Yeah. And this was in 2003, and then in 2004, Anchorman clearly stole that line, and it made one of the most classic comedy jokes of the century. And I just think that the Cat in the Which... Hat screenwriting deserves a little bit of credit for impacting comedy. That they were the originators of the milk was a bad choice joke. Oh yeah, that's right. Milk was a bad choice. Milk was a bad choice. Was so it was, it's a bad decision in Anchorman, I think. Right? No, no, it's no, no it's, it's, it's so hot. Milk, milk was, was a, a bad, bad choice. choice. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, for some reason, and without little surprise, Will Ferrell is a lot funnier than Mike Myers doing that joke, and it clearly lands well, more in the latter rendition. I think that is, uh, you know, a pretty stark metaphor for the comedy change. You know, like that was like the like you can count 2003 at the end of like the Mike Myers comedy era, and then like 2004 was like the rise of Will Ferrell's career. So that's I have like, a I have yeah. a question for Nate. What did either of those thing things have to do with the thing? <laughs> it didn't. It's just I'm not familiar I think with. You fundamentally it, misunderstood what a thing <laughs> thing is. It did. I thought the thing thing was something unique you realized about the movie on this particular. Oh uh, no, no, no! It's very specifically it's about. It's very the literal. Things. The things about the things. Yeah. Oh. Then my thing thing is that I was surprised that they reveal the gender of thing two being male because I always thought it was a bit confusing as to it and it and his name is Ben and I don't know if that means well, thing one is also male but um fun fact they're actually they're actually played by two girls yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah and they seem at least but voiced maybe by Dan Castellaneta yeah so okay. I think they're genderless like uh, I think they're yeah, just, I don't think they I don't think they assume one gender uh that's my tr- read of it i i don't want to assume for them but uh just saying they use male pronouns and the one goes well by ben preferably overthink to due to its i mean that's uh, not subordinate to say. place in society yeah I some mean, people are non-binary and yeah they'll yeah sometimes go by male pronouns and sometimes they'll go by female ones it's just, just a thing thing it's a thing thing you wouldn't understand yeah <laughs> uh so matt do you want to go into your notes for the film yeah sure yeah um so Will and I, uh, Chris and I got to guest on Will's uh, other podcast, Cinemaholics, on the Last Call episode. We talked about the new Grinch movie last week. And uh, in that episode, I also talked about how I just watched the 2000 Grinch movie starring Jim Carrey for the first time. What? Um, you would not I had seen, seen most of it, but I just watched it all the way through for the first time. Gotcha. And so my first note on this viewing of the cat in the hat is I truly can't understand how anyone honestly believes that how the Grinch stole Christmas is a superior film to this. If anything, I think they're equal, but I believe this one is sincerely better. Wow. Which is, I mean, it's, it's just a better looking film because they actually have an award winning cinematographer. I don't know who actually shot how the Grinch stole Christmas, but that movie is just, purid looking i guess like it just but does not even just aside from just the looks though i think this one's plot is more structured and like direct i don't know i don't know if i'd give you give you that per se i mean i, I am not a fan of how the grinch stole christmas the 2000 version but i do think that film is probably a little more focused than this one i'm gonna go back to joe's previous point that your enjoyment of this entire film really comes down to your opinion of mike myers and how much yeah. you just like him and find him funny and i feel the grinch is the same way with jim carrey well, i don't well, know because i love jim carrey yeah, I was gonna say, I, we both really like jim carrey 
That's and I guess that. But I think you're right about maybe yeah. not an as normal of a Jim Carrey. He goes across more. I, don't well, know. I like his performance in that movie. I just think everything around him is bad. But no, I, I understand the point you're going for. They're both, you know, they're showcases for those particular comedic actors. And Indeed. definitely, I mean, I, I do think your tolerance level for Mike Myers is probably, I guess, tested with yeah. the cat in the hat. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I agree with that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I so, think yeah. if you like, let, okay, so let's say there's a person who really likes both Mike Myers and both like really likes Jim Carrey. I think that person is more likely to enjoy the Grinch, like because if that makes sense, I think the Grinch is an easier sell. I agree. It's a little more commercially friendly, friendly, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, but at the same time, though, the Grinch does get pretty raunchy as well. Yeah. But I guess the cat has more overtly raunchy. It's hard to say mm-hmm. though. But um, anything else you have to add, Matt? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if we've made this joke before, but it's pretty cool that Larry is in the Kingsman based on his glasses that he wears. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure those are like the exact same. Design. So you're you're saying that Kingsman, the Golden it Circle, takes place in this universe, and the Cat in the Hat are in yeah. the same world, and just 100%. based on the glasses. All and right. despite the fact that the Cat in the Hat seems to take place in the United States, uh. <laughs> Larry is somehow a member of the English team. So uh, the one with um in the sequel with Jeff Bridges and Channing right. Tatum, he, he's a yeah, part he's of that. Not in that. No, no, he's in the American one because they don't. That's have what the I mean. Glasses. That's that was the uh, Jeff Bridges and Channing Tatum were in the American version in the sequel. Right. Yeah, yeah. and Larry is not in the American one. He's in the British one because he, so he's part. He's he's a secret British spy. Yeah, correct. Yes. Infiltrating this small suburban musical town. <laughs> I think we're reading too much into this dumb one-off joke that I made. Uh, right. But well, I'm no, but that in. does uh, that does actually. I have one note to make based on that. Sure. Which is, uh, how did Lawrence lose his teeth? <laughs> Does he have missing teeth at one point? Yeah, yeah he, he, he takes, takes out, out the fake teeth. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So how do you, split speculate here? How did he Maybe lose those teeth? When he his one of his missions as a kingsman, he got punched in the face and lost his choppers. Maybe. Oh man, all I right. think he just doesn't take care of himself. Oh, yeah, so they rotted out. They rotted out. Poor hygiene. Yeah. They 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 just fell out because he had poor gums and drank too much dental soda. care. Yeah. Likely. Kids don't drink soda, or you'll become like Lawrence. <laughs> Quoting or Miller Light, Judas Priest. Apparently. Yeah. There you go. Don't drink Miller Light. That's what the cat in the hat <laughs> wants you to think. Yeah. Also, does he just walk in their house and steal their things for himself? Yeah. That's <laughs> is that a he, subplot? He eats Connor Conrad's um crouch bread. He makes an entire sandwich impressively fast. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Conrad next... has a lisp, which I thought was pretty uh, astounding. I-, I just thought it was interesting that they hired someone with a lisp to play. <laughs> he was like the it kid, and for a while he was like in every movie with Tim Allen. And at one point, Tim Allen was going to play the cat in the hat. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Do you think Spencer Breslin came onto Project because Tim Allen was involved at one point? Honest, honestly, would not surprise me at all. He was just like, oh, Tim Allen's in this? Sure, I'll do it. And then, like, yeah, oh, I'm Conrad afraid of Mike Myers. Spencer Breslin was in everything at the time, especially with Tim Allen. And um, Dakota Fanning was also very up and coming and in everything at the time. So I am Sam. Mm-hmm. They were like the A-list of kid actors. Right. She was great in it, actually. I was. She's very yeah, good. She gives it. a very good performance. 
it's it's very impressive for how young she Honestly, is. Honestly, I was thinking about this, and for the most part, all the performances in this are pretty good. Well, and to also go back to, to something Joe said earlier, I think that maybe why part of the the critical response to this movie was so negative is because we look back and we're like oh it's just fun lighthearted, like laugh at it but i think it in 2003 if you look where dakota fanning was uh alec baldwin mike myers kind of at the peak of their powers that you would as a critic maybe assume this this movie was actually going to be good and right. it's not <laughs> actually good and thus you would yeah. kind of be like, why are these critics care so much about this movie? And why do they think it's so <laughs> bad? Where we're like, God, clearly this was a recipe for disaster. And uh, Well, Nate, are you aware of who shot this movie? Did Will film I it? am. I am. We, we pulled it out right in the credits. And as you know, I'm a huge Emmanuel fan. I mean, right. I... Big stand for Emmanuel. I, I long Joe. ago chose cinematography as my minor oscar category to care way too much about just to have fun with it and i i love how films are shot and i do think there's genuinely good moments i mean i told will at oh, the dollhouse shot really well the, the dollhouse scene is awesome i mean yeah. the shot and there's a few great shots and to put you into this as will said susical suburbia and and to make most of these this project uh design and the and the sets and the costumes and the color, I think he does a, a great job. So there's pieces here for a good movie, and I think that it it really falls apart on <laughs> the the script they wrote and the the lack to develop a plot around what was was going to happen. But you could see in 2003 that this had the makings to be something that well, would go down as a, a a fun rewatchable for the mass public. I was going to uh, film. Tell you actually, I, I don't know if I ever mentioned this while we were watching it, but the film is actually written by three Emmy women, Emmy winning writers. Uh, like like they're writers for Veep and Silicon Valley. Like they're very well respected now, and it's just like something on their resume. <laughs> Cat in the hat, something on your resume. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> oh well, I was gonna I was gonna fill Joe in and let him know that the person who shot this movie. It's Emmanuel Lubezki, who's the same guy who shot Birdman. Oh wow. Yeah, <laughs> Revenant, Gravity, Gravity, Gravity multi Oscar winning, three time, yeah. three times straight Oscar, Oscar winning, winning cinematographer. cinematographer. Yeah. Wow, maybe the best of all time. Wow, he uh, shot this movie. He did, yes. That's kind of wild. Yeah, that's why it's like part of why it's shot so well. Like it, <laughs> it's a very good <laughs> high floor, movie. high floor. What I did, what I was gonna say was, you were talking about how the plot, the writing of the plot is just like not that great. But I honestly, it was like, whenever I realized what that plot actually was, because I think when I was younger, I didn't really think much about the plot, but I was feeling that the stakes were high when she had this party that she was hosting tonight, and Sean Hayes was going to fire her if her house was messy. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, oh, crap, like, they're really going to mess up this house, and that's going to be bad. Yeah, there is urgency. <laughs> yeah. It it is also very relatable, child. You yeah. know your your yes. chores and the the anxiety and suspense there is the heightened. Is, yeah, when mom's throwing a party, it's minimal a big deal. but very relatable and a big deal for the the young family audience that'd be watching this. I think it's a interesting play on suspense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I have I think one more note. Oh no, uh, three more. Um, but they're both they're all quick. 
One is that I think it's kind of funny how quickly Conrad admits to messing with the lock. Like, the cat tells him, don't mess with the lock, and he's like, okay. And then, obviously, we immediately see him take the lock off. And then, (laughs) a minute later, the cat's like, hey, what happened to the lock? (laughs) And Conrad doesn't even try to hide it. He's just like, it's on Nevin's collar. (laughs) He's like, uh, wasn't me. Like... (laughs) No, he's no, more, no. more willing, willing to lie to his mom about Sally uh, doing the uh, oh, stunt. Yeah, yeah. Than, than to lie to the cat yeah. about messing with the lock. Right. Yeah. Concrete is not a complex character. Conrad. Yeah. He's, he's referencing the cat calls him that. Yeah, I see. That's true. That's fair. Uh, and then in the driving scene, when the fish says, someone else should drive. Let's be honest. Who was he suggesting should drive? <laughs> I think like, he just means in general, like yeah, I, I guess. But <laughs> honestly, I would have let Dakota is... drive. Yeah, yeah, she seems pretty responsible. Could. Yeah, well, but in any, I mean, maybe he was suggesting himself because, as as Chris pointed out a couple months ago, the fish does get a little steering wheel. <laughs> Joe and yeah, you may not have noticed this, but Chris pointed out to us that um, in the scene where the fish yells one way street one way street after all three of them have a wheel mm-hmm. uh in that close-up of the fish there's a little steering wheel in front of him which oh is my a nice gosh. detail that's funny <laughs> i thought it was clever that he was the same voice as I-, I thought sean hayes was playing both those characters yeah yeah we're still not really sure why that is but it budget <laughs> what nate budget i mean when you have a great <laughs> talent like Sean Hayes, <laughs> why well, why only have him once? Was Will and Grace on at this point? I feel yes, like it was. Yes, this. okay, so maybe he again was peak actors at the peak of their powers. This yeah. is a prolific cast for two thousand and three. <laughs> That's why uh, it's no, actually my, just wild f- how how stacked w- the cast was. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it would make more sense to have like Mike Myers also voice the fish. Yeah, that's what I would think. Like, if you're gonna double up anyone, yeah, because Mike Myers doesn't voice enough characters. Yeah. Renditions of the cat. Can you movie. imagine like one more? Can you imagine like Shrek's voice coming out of the fish? Uh, no, I can't. I don't want oh. to either. Wait, is Mike Myers the voice of Shrek? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no! Oh my gosh! <laughs> think about it. Oh think gosh. About it. And now it's making sense. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to our podcast. That's the premise. Welcome, uh, welcome to it ain't ogre till it's ogre. <laughs> you guys just love Mike. No, there are two Smash Mouth songs mm-hmm. in this. Oh, in this I noticed that. Movie. Yeah. The, yeah, I did. And one of them's a Beatle cover, right? Yeah, yes, it's a getting cover, better. Which I don't understand how Smash Mouth thought that they could. Never, never mind. I don't need to get into how. The, the, did they the, record that for this film, or was that? Yes, it was for the soundtrack. Like well, we can't. Well, the Beatles aren't gonna do it for us. <laughs> Who's the next name on the list? Definitely. Smash Mouth. Once again, yeah. 2003. Smash Mouth is huge, and yeah. another thing that does not age very well in this this movie is the quality of Smash Mouth. But I will say, I mean, we were talking about this while we were um, watching the film Nate and I. Um, I I will say, I think we've talked about this before, but the fish CGI is still really impressive. It is. Yeah, it holds up. It's like Gollum level holds up. Um, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, he he also mentions the fact that they included that song for the soundtrack, which I thought was yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah, it's important. A great comment. a lot of meta, a lot of meta lines in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's very self-actualized. This film. 
self-actualized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like the dead. It's like the cat is almost Deadpool. Like now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, you know when I think about that. Yeah, just like it's He's Deadpool. Like self-referential. The... He references. Yeah. Huh. Cat in the Hat is 2003's Deadpool. <laughs> can, can I make um, an MVP shout out for this this podcast? I don't know if you guys ever do MVPs for this uh, this this film. I guess but this will be our we first. can this month. Yeah, let's do it. I just want to give a shout out to Paris Hilton. Okay. I, yes. I, just, I think that's another great snapshot of 2003. Yes. And, and obviously we're in a different era of of media and and social. And I I just think that Paris Hilton does not get enough credit pre famed kardashians i mean clearly the kardashians were around in 2003 but not at their their sets but she was the first why is she famous like for no reason and just get in this movie get them checks paris hilton like <laughs> give the second erection of the film to the cat uh, and, uh, and i just i just think that her being in this film for no reason is a better reflection of of her just succeeding than it is of poor choice of of the cat and the now, hat filmmakers uh Matt, nate i should mention that um the cat is is uh neutered so he can't actually get sexual simulation from any well, his hat guys. can his, his hat, hat certainly yeah. can uh <laughs> i guess that he's a magical true. being the rules of physics don't apply to him william that's true yes it's a magic hat um uh, yeah i have one more note and that's okay. it uh, and it's the the shot where the dirt cleans Nevins, yeah, uh, is and honestly, it's an impressive effect. Like it's it is, all, yeah, it's all one take seemingly, mm-hmm. uh, and the cat puts the dirty Nevins in the top, pours the detergent in, and the camera pans down, and a nice clean Nevins comes out. All one yeah. shot. It looks great. I never really thought about, it, but it's a good shot. Yeah, uh, that was Manuel Lembeski. I would have to imagine. <laughs> yeah, he's in charge of special effects as well. Apparently, I also want to say whenever uh what's his name conrad when he says oh the opposite thing things don't help us get home right now or something like that um i don't remember i i didn't remember when they mentioned the things will do the opposite of what you say was that made very clear he is it he goes why do they always do the opposite that's so annoying and sally goes remind you of anyone zynga it's very on the nose. <laughs> I, don't, I just didn't remember it in the moment. I was like, oh, is that? Oh, okay. I guess that's a plot <laughs> point. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed uh, it. Uh, Will, did you have any notes this month? Yeah. Well, um, I have two variations of notes. Um, Nate already said one of them, but I have a couple quotes that Nate said because well, we watched the movie together. Mm-hmm. And um, I took accounts into some of the things he said. Uh, first when the cat in the hat is introduced into the film, our light our light hearted, uh, playful protagonist of the film for a family audience is introduced the same way that like a horror movie would introduce like Michael Myers or, um, not Michael Myers. Oh, Ma- Michael Myers. Yeah. Not, 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 um, not Mike Myers, Michael Myers of Halloween. Um, and, uh, after he was introduced, Nate sat back and was like, you know, I'm okay with the horror entrance. <laughs> for this Dr. Seuss adaptation. <laughs> I think the cat is terrifying. I think that you should be scared of that. Um, and no, I also enjoyed... up in your house. Uh, I also enjoyed that. Well, I, I took note that um, in the film called The Cat in the Hat, uh, The Cat in the Hat enters the film at the 17-minute mark. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, 22 minutes into the film, Nate gets up <laughs> off the couch and says, I think it's time for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I got a Snapchat during Nate and Will's watch of the movie of Nate drinking a beer. And I was like, is Nate having a beer at noon? <laughs> oh, and my gosh. He indeed is. <laughs> All right. I right just on. had I... an entire plate of Thanksgiving leftovers. It okay, was 11.30. I just like that like five minutes into the film, or five minutes into the Cat in the Hat's introduction. <laughs> I think it's time for a beer. Oh, you guys like just watched this. What's that, Joe? You guys what just watched this. Oh, yeah, oh, I watched just. it right before as well. Oh, wow. Joe watched it last night. Joe texted me last night and was like, how am I to watch the movie? And I was like, there is a DVD in our basement. <laughs> 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 I imagine there indeed was. Did you watch it uh, in the basement, show? Yeah, I watched it in the basement. On the blue couch, just you alone in the basement watching the couch. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> On Thanksgiving. With chips and water. <laughs> <On Thanksgiving. laughs> I love that image. Well, Will and I noted that, of course, it's 1130 and, and it's just the two of us and I'm having a beer, but there's also a plumber at our house. And <laughs> we were just very kind of curious as to the yep. plumber's reaction so of two grown men so watching the cat in the hat 2003 <laughs> oh my gosh uh, i like to imagine like um what episode that uh, simpsons like with lisa comes into the room and like homer is like glazing at the tv and he like puts his hand on the couch you know which one i'm talking about matt uh you gotta give me more than that i forget it's something about like she's like standing against tv and like she decides to watch it or something. I, I forget the particulars of the episode, so we'll just move on. Okay. Um, one final note I had. Um, so we the cat mentions uh that he planned the whole day except for his tail getting cut off. Right. Which means that he planned. Does that mean he planned to have a gaggle of kids <laughs> beat him with a baseball bat while um yeah. parading as a pinata and then eventually get hit in the. T- testicular area to where the point he where he reaches a, to the point where he, he reaches a point in nirvana uh with a unicorn and uh easy by faith no more in the background so he planned that that was like on his to-do list all part of his plans oh wow that's I mean, incredible it's, it, it taught sally a lesson <laughs> i guess it did about uh not being bossy she won't talk. Can you it. just true, can you just imagine yeah. like with the things like the cat in the hat just like okay so first we'll like <laughs> I'll I'll introduce myself like a horror character the planning phase of and then movie. I'm gonna like surf onto the table and then I'm going to sit on uh, this woman also I noticed that he sits on the babysitter that's kind of that's almost oh, yeah. clever that's almost clever um, immediately comments on it which yeah robs it of its cleverness who is this dreadfully <laughs> uncomfortable woman uh but yeah that's all I got. Right I think I think all all the the hysterical commentary aside when you get take a step back from this film yes and you look at it at its core this film is about sibling reconciliation yeah mm-hmm. and I think on this this November penultimate it ain't ogre to it ogre we should just see that you know as Four men in their twenties with long sibling histories, <laughs> their ups and their downs. That we should we should all be thankful for our brothers oh. and, and just recognize. So that, tender. You know, in the end, no matter how messed up the house was, it can end with with some holding hands. Does that re nullify? That takes back the nullification of a contract. So 
Oh, right happy here. Thanksgiving, right listeners, and happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> Matt, Will, and Joe. Uh, well, that was very nice, Saint. You brought a tear to my eye. Um, I think that's a good note to end on, unless anyone else says. Honestly, and, yeah. Does anybody else have any other final thoughts about the movie? That, Joe and Nate? that was a really great way to end this podcast, I would say. Overall, I just have well, to say one more time: do, it's very surprisingly sexual. It, it, I What's just that? Can't, I can't get over how surprisingly sexual this film is. That's the. That's <laughs> I want to take back. Uh, just make sure that's my final note, you not would... the 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 emotional, nice. sentimental brother comment. Just I don't understand why Alex Baldwin. Alec Baldwin was just so. I don't know. It just Over. really was just very seductive, and the jazz music that came in. I mean, it just was very making. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I. But that's all. I attended happened. a Q and A with Alec Baldwin just last month. Wow, humble brag. <laughs> and did anybody bring up the cat in the hat? Unfortunately, I forgot to ask him about the cat in the hat. What would you What would you ask him about the cat in the hat? Oh, what would I have asked him? I would have asked him if. If that was one of the best movies he feels he's ever made, <laughs> if he has any regrets. feels like that was his best work. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, the cat um, in the hat, the cat in the hat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I have one final question just for both Nate and Joe before we get off here. Okay. Um, overall, do you like this movie, or did you like this movie upon this viewing? I did. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was. I figured it was. An, it was nostalgic for me. I felt. Yeah. Nate. I think I was pleasantly surprised that it it had potential of entering into a guilty pre- pleasure category kind of film because the lines between when you're laughing at the movie and laughing with the movie are surprisingly copious. There, they, it, it can. <laughs> bring some fun laughs and i appreciate anything that can do that in 90 minutes hmm, less wow. than 90 minutes well, yeah 80 really 82. so i'm not hey, gonna say night. that i i like the movie but i will say that i did not i was not begrudging about the rewatch yeah you did you didn't dislike it didn't dislike you it. enjoyed the experience of rewatching yeah. until they left the house that was as yeah. well noted that was a mistake. which is uh nate or Joe, Joe, Will, and I have said many times the biggest mistake this movie makes is having the kids leave the house. I also actually felt that I was actually dreading that whenever they would leave the house. <laughs> well, there we go. Everyone's in agreement. And it gets better once they get back home. You need yeah, to get home. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we we had to have that pinata scene. <laughs> Will really has issues with the pin pinata scene and i don't i don't know if i have issues i just find it kind of fascinating see but the pinata scene is so short okay but but whenever it it goes it's fleeting the driving scene is like whenever it flashes like eight minutes of the movie you can't get back when it flashes whenever it flashes to the cat (laughs) swinging on a swing (laughs) that was funny i have to say i was like wow they really (laughs) went in on this film like with all of the bits (laughs) (laughs) yeah Oh, All right, man. well, well, should that's we wrap it. this up? Then? Yeah, I think uh, that's good. Yeah, that's that's a good way to end it. With, uh, <laughs> another mentioning of um, the cat in the hat getting hit in the testicles, uh, or would be, <laughs> I guess. Um, all right, that will do it for this month's installment of a ogre totes ogre. Uh, I'm Will. I'm Matt. I'm Nate. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah. Joe. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks you guys for coming yeah, on. For, this was a fun one, I think. Yeah, this was fun. This was uh, fun. Remember, kids. It ain't ogre. Till it's ogre.
All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. So much to do. So much to see. 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 That could have gone better.